defenses. Initiate bank protocol. What is good, homies? Welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. It is your favorite bird boys, Palm Reader and Otis Morris. We are here. We are back. We took a little bit of time off, uh, and uh, and now we're here to delve into another Lazy Bird episode, share with you all of the things that we've been watching, playing, listening to, our experiences, our lives, the uh, miasma of oddities that we we encounter. Um, but first and foremost, Otis, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Had a nice pita for dinner. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of good shit recently. Uh, been playing some good games recently, so I'm stoked to talk about it. A lot, lot's happened. I don't even remember the last thing that we talked about. Uh, what was me, it? Was it the killer? It, let me pull it up. I think it was the killer. It was it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So we last week I was away in Pennsylvania, uh, celebrating American Thanksgiving, uh, which was excellent, fantastic time. Very tiring. Kids are very tiring, uh, especially mm-hmm. when you are the cool uncle that they want to, you know, your uncle Joe. Sorry, I said my real name, but you're you're the cool uncle, and uh, and uh, uh, I've doxed myself. I've doxed myself. Actually, people can figure yes. out who I am. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and when you're the cool uncle, and they want to hang out with you the entire time that they're awake, and you sit with them at every meal, and you play cards with them, and watch videos with them, and watch penguin videos with them, and go on walks with them and it's great. It's, I love it, but didn't really have a whole lot of time to kick back and relax. It was a little bit, uh, a little bit hectic, lots of family, lots of food, lots of kid kiddos running around, uh, lots of hot wheels, uh, but hot wheels are awesome. Um, yeah, they really do it large down there. Like for Thanksgiving, like that's a really big thing. Like, like we Canada does it, but like we don't. Yeah, they're do pretty, it like they do it. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty serious. Plus, my 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 girlfriend's extended family, um, they all couldn't come on the same day, so we did multiple like s- staggered uh, like dinners and things. So it was like, you know, the the core family was there for for four or five days with the kiddos and everybody's, you know, all that, all that chaos, but then family was coming and going and, um, but it was good. It was, it was a really good time. It just wasn't like, you know, you think you're like, Oh, I'm going down to like to celebrate Thanksgiving and I'm going to like chill out. Um, and, uh, and I did, but only when the kids were like asleep. (laughs) Uh, yeah, those kids are, they're feral. They're, they're rabid beasts. They're wild. They, Oh, I know. Yeah, that's why. That's why you got to give them the turkey, man. That that really is what's what puts them down. That's why. Um, but like, how bit like, ugh, what's their like? What 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 do they do? They do like a big lunch and then dinner, or is it just like you're just waiting for dinner? Oh, is like, it, no, is it dinner? It's. I mean, there's they have football on on yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, and then on Thanksgiving weekend, there's football. Um, and, uh, you know, just regular, like we do here, except, um, you know, she's got a lot, much larger family with siblings, siblings who have kids. 
um, and then mm. cousins, aunts, great aunts, you know, uncles, people coming. Um, and then, you know, while I'm down there, I still got to go to the gym. I still got to make sure I'm closing my like fitness rings and or my, my, my exercise rings and all that stuff while also seeing the family. And then, you know, uh, uh, my, my unofficial, cause I'm not like married into the family, my unofficial niece is obsessed with me and, uh, and wants to be hanging off of me the entire time. And then you've got the nephew who is just this rambunctious, but very cute young, young man who's running around trying to, uh, flip the dog with a spatula and, and, you know, throwing marbles everywhere and just doing things that young boys do. <laughs> uh, and then there's the, the, you know, family and all. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was a, it was a quite large thing, um, which yeah. is unlike it's, something I'm not used to because my family Thanksgiving is like a dinner and then you're done. There's not like a big, yeah. No my, kids, my family's no, yeah. never been big. And like my family also, like we don't really like, my my mom's an only child, so we don't have any family on that side. And like my dad, like doesn't like his family, so it's like <laughs> we, we don't we don't have anything. We don't do anything. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even see my parents for this Thanksgiving. I didn't I did I did nothing for out like Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, did, I didn't, I didn't either because I had family who was recovering from surgery, and it just wasn't going to happen. So we didn't do anything for Thanksgiving this year. So it was yeah. nice to go down and have three thanksgiving dinners um very sick very sick uh and i'm not honestly like i may sound like i'm complaining but uh those kids are like uh, amazing kids they're real ones and like and (laughs) and my my girlfriend's sisters and their husbands real ones they're like it was a really good time it was just very tiring and then on top of that i got sick after all the kids left of course after you have uh children climbing all over you for for days um and uh i i got it i got a cold so the last couple days that i was there where i had time to relax i was like lying in bed moaning because i was like oh i haven't had a cold in years you know, I had RSV, which was really bad. And I had COVID, which was, it was all right, but I was in Portugal and, you know, you can't really complain when you're sitting, looking at the ocean being like, well, you know, there, I was just like, it wasn't, I was pretty, it was pretty awful for the first couple of days. It was mild enough that like, you know, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was dying, but it's that mild annoying, especially one day where I was like, I don't feel like doing anything. I can barely like focus. It's not that I feel like I'm dying, but I just feel sick. And and I haven't felt that in a long time where it's just like a pure straight to the bone cold. And, uh, and, and so that kind of sucked. And then driving back while you back to Canada with a cold, uh, for driving, you know, seven hours in the snow by yourself with a cold kind of sucks. So, you know, but now I'm, I'm, I'm almost back to full health, uh, shout out Dayquil, Nyquil, um, and, uh, um, uh, the, the, the power of sleep. Uh, and, and so things are good, but enough about me and my week. What about your, your week and weeks? How, how are things? What's what's new in the life of Otis? 
Uh, uh, you know, not much. There's been some ups and downs. Uh, I guess not to put a downer on your such positive week, but uh, you know, I had a rough week last week. I had to put down my very good boy buddy, my dog of 15 years. Um, and that sucks, but like you know, he's 15. He lived a very, very, very good life. Uh, it just kind of, it just sucks. Cause like, you know, I don't get to see him as often since, you know, he lives with my parents, does not live with me, but I still consider him to be like my dog. Like I got him, like we got him when I was what, like 15 or 16 or whatever. So, you know, I grew up with that dude. Like I grew up with that dude for a couple of years. Like, and yeah, dogs are great. And you, uh, love them. And you know, you have good memories with them. And, you know, getting to know just a thing for 15 years. Like, that's that's a lot of fucking time, dude. Like, I like I haven't even known you for 15 years. Like, that, that's... It's, it is a, a sizable portion of your... Pretty much your whole adult life. Yeah, um, my entire adult life to this point, that dog was in it in some capacity. You know, kind of like a bit of a side character since, you know, I haven't lived at home in. Yeah, but 15, like 10 years. 15 to, to, you know, you, you were there around each other enough, especially at a young age, like the dog's young age and you being a teenager, you obviously felt like that's your dog. Especially if you spend time yeah. on something as like a, when it's a puppy and you pretty much see yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Know, that's, that's yeah. like. That's real. I feel that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it was hard because I was at work when I found out, and like, I like I like I said, he was fifteen, so like I I knew that like you know there was definitely it's kind of here's the fucked up thing. Here's here's the legitimately fucked up thing. So Sunday night, as I'm walking to go to dive bar, I'm talking to Pear. And we're just talking about our pets and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I've, this is probably going to be the last Christmas we see Buddy. I don't think Buddy, you know, has much time with it, so, like, left. So, you know, I'm stoked to see him at this upcoming Christmas. And then literally the next day, like, less than 24 hours, my mom, like, mess like calls me and is like, hey, Buddy's got to go. Like, we got to put him down. He's not doing well. He got very, he's very sick. He's very much in pain. And like, you know, it's not right to have him suffer. He's, he's lived a very good life. And it's like, yes, no, you are correct. It's not, because that was my mom's whole thing. She was like, you know, he's old. He's obviously not moving the way he used to, but he seems to be enjoying life still. He seems, he's very loving and just a good, you know, he's chilling. So, you know, he can, he's, as long as he's enjoying his old age, that's good. But the second it was like, no, this is, you know, not fair to him, then, yeah, you know. And I mean, did the right thing. Yeah. The responsible thing, I would say, yes. It's, it's uh, uh, a, a tough situation. So did you, not to pry, but did you go? Or was it, or were you no. unable to? No. So that's like me, no, my, my old cat, Charlie, um, he was old when i went to university i got him at like three years old grew up with his yeah. cat 
he was already old when I went to university and, um, shortly after I went, he took a turn for the worse. Uh, and, uh, it was during my exam period and he was very violently ill and he, my, my mom had to take him and send him to that great kitty castle in the sky. Uh, and unfortunately I found out afterwards. And so, you know, one of the thoughts that I've always had was, um, you know, I wish I could have seen him one more time before it happened, but at the same time, it's good to know that they're no longer in pain and that, you know, would I have wanted to see him that sick because he was very, very sick. Um, so in my mind, he's always this healthy or, or moderately healthy old cat. And I didn't see the Mm -hmm. last little bit. So maybe I'm thankful for that. You know, maybe I'm, maybe it shielded me from some trauma, but nonetheless, let's, let's pour one out for, for buddy rest in power. King among hounds. Uh, yeah. Nice dog. Met him a few occasions. Wonderful little fellow. And I, I hope he, uh, I hope he's, he's chasing rabbits in the great beyond and Valhalla. Uh, pour Absolutely. one out for him. And I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. man. That, that kind of sucks. Um, it's a yeah, tough, it's, it's, it sucks. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like, cause it was fucked up. Like when I found out at work and then I told like my manager, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to go for like a little walk. My dog's dying or dead. I don't know. And she's like, Oh, okay. Uh, all right. And then, yeah. And then it was just kind of like, I don't know. Eventually I was just trying to do my job. And then I just like started crying at work, which is like embarrassing. But then like, you know, other people, like, luckily, you know, some people I work with were like, you know what, uh, we're animal people, too. Like, you know, uh, like our HR person, she was like, yeah, no, when my cat died, like, I was a fucking wreck. Like, so, you know, if you want to go home, go home. And I was like, yeah, like, honestly, I think I'm just going to go home. It, I don't know. It's Yo, not, like because it's weird because like I was mentally prepared for it, but like I don't think I was like emotionally prepared. Like I don't know. You can you can tell somebody, hey man, like punch me in the face, and you know you're gonna get punched in the face, but it still hurts. Like yeah, you can't. You, there's yeah. there's like an emotional processing of pain that happens, even if you know something's gonna happen. I mean, grief is a monster. So you know, yeah. like. It's it's understandable. I'm glad that there was somebody at your work who is like, yo, man, like, take the rest of the day. No, that's that's good. Everyone was incredibly sweet. Everybody was super sweet. The next day I came in, they, they got me a card, and it was very nice, and I was very appreciative of it. They're very understanding, and... Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's just it just sucks. Like, it's even like, you know, as... <laughs> As a 30-year-old man, it's like, you know what? It's you gotta cry when you lose like when things die. Like, I don't know. Man, you're talking to something you like if you loved it. You know how many thug tears I drop regularly. (laughs) 
I'm a I'm a weepy bastard. Um, yeah. So no, you know, uh, but you know what? That's good. It's a way of you're you're processing it. You're going through it, and and I'm glad that the people at your work like shout shout out to them um, for yeah. being supportive and sweet. And on on the mm-hmm. on on a more positive note, unless there's anything else you would like to add for the people at your work. Uh, or about no, the situation. Just, okay, okay. I didn't want to. No, I didn't want to commandeer. But uh, you've been doing a lot of comedy shows. All, uh, yeah. all, and you're you're rocking and rolling. We've got the the roast of Christmas coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and, and uh, you're still doing the shows yes. on Sunday, but you're performing in other places. Man, you're you're moving up. I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm genuinely proud that you have come back into something that you love and you're excelling at it. Like, I really, really, I wanted to say it publicly, give you your flowers publicly. I was talking to it with my girlfriend um, about it when we were uh, down in, in Pennsylvania. And I was like, yeah, I don't really, like, of course, we we see each other, you know, and we we play video games every now and then we do the podcast, but we're both mm-hmm. falling into these kind of, like, our more adult lives, I guess. And we don't see each other as much and you've got comedy and I'm working on music and I'm doing art and I'm, you know, going to the gym and doing all this. Like it's, we don't touch base as much, but I see that you're doing all this stuff. And I wanted to say here, hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. And same to you. I like, as we were talking before off mic, like you, the changes you've made in your personal life and just like the fucking astounding, like, dude, it's like the transformation you've gone through, like health wise. It's like fucking amazing. It's a, uh, it's inspiring, dude. Honestly, Thank you. like it's crazy. Like, you know, when you, when you were just telling me like how now you have the problem of not having a pair of pants because they're all so fucking big. Like you're like a fucking, you know, like like a modern day Gerald Fogel, you know, but not not creepy. Uh, please not creepy. don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say modern, the the a modern uh, what's it called? Uh, um, a modern day what's the movie? The Stephen King thinner is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I thought that's you were, I thought you were gonna movie. say that, but no, you you, you equated well, no. me to the to the. To I, the I, <laughs> I, all I could think of was the old Subway commercials where he's holding the pants up when I was like, that's all I can think of. But, you know, that dude's a creep. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But, yeah, you know, just think of the before all the shit. But, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Just, no, no. I just know think of I, the pants. Don't think of the person. Just think of the image of the pants. That's what I'm saying. No, no. I, know, I appreciated it. It's it's um, <laughs> for those who don't know. I mean, I'm sure you you've heard in other episodes um, but I just finally actually weighed myself. And since June, I've lost 70 pounds, a little over, Hell yeah, bro. um, which is, is yeah. crazy. And, and I, you know, I know, but I live with myself. So I see myself every day. And now mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I, after my like three months of really intensively taking care of myself and like staying away from people, uh, and just focusing on my health and my mental health. Now that I've been like dipping back in, to going out and seeing people, people are legitimately like, dude, what? Who are you? Like bossy when we went out no. before I went to Pennsylvania was like, bro, you 
look incredible. Like what? Mm-hmm. How, and I, he was like, how much have you lost? Well, you I do. was like, I don't know. Cause I hadn't been weighing myself. I've just been doing my, doing what I have to. Uh, and I figured yeah. at a certain point I should. And then when I was down in Pennsylvania, we were talking about it and, and, and my girlfriend, Megan's parents were like, well, how much have you lost? I was like, I don't know. I was like, do you guys have a scale? Like I'll go on the scale. And I looked and I, I was much more than I thought it was. Um, mm-hmm. But I also live in my own body. But then I looked at pictures of me from like last fall and I was like, oh no, no, I've definitely like, this is nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's been a, a time of, of growth and change. And, and, um, I appreciate you saying that I, the nurse today, when I went to go and get my blood work, she's the same nurse that I had when I first went. And when I went for the second time, uh, in the start of August. And when I went in, she didn't recognize me. Um, and we were talking and I said, well, the, you know, last time you took my blood, it was in my hands because I have, um, the Northern European problem of my veins are hard to hit when you're yeah. taking blood. So we, we had done it in my hands and I said, well, you know, we could just do it in my hands again. You can see my veins a lot better in my hands now because I've lost so much weight. And she said, Oh, well, you know, we, we, you've, you came in before I was like, yeah, like I came in in June and I came in in August. Um, I, you know, we, we, we talked about, uh, um, I was going to my cottage and she's like cottage in Muskoka. I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're, you're Joe. You, you became diabetic. You have a cottage in Muskoka. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, Oh my God, I didn't even recognize you. You look completely different. And I was like, uh, thanks. I yes. Hi. Yeah. Like it's me. And then she was asking me how I did it and all these different things, uh, and saying how inspirational it was. And I'm just like, Thank you. I just yeah. want to get my blood taken. This is really awesome. But I, I don't do well when I'm put on the spot and people are just being like, bro, whoa. So I was like, yeah. I had just woken up, had breakfast and dro- dro- drove over to get my my blood taken. And so I was still like not totally conscious because <laughs> I had to go early. And I was like, yeah. uh, this is, but it it's starting to dawn on me how how crazy it is. Um, people notice things like that. Uh, <laughs> I would yeah. hope. I, I would hope at this point. I do realize I look quite different now. Um, yeah. But uh, it's just been de- dedication, folks. Just making the mm-hmm. changes that needed to be made and then being dedicated to doing what I had to do. Uh, there's not a secret recipe. There's not a... Uh, I mean, I guess one of the secret recipes I would say is fasting has helped fasting overnight greatly helped yeah. no sugar uh no 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 what's the word it's not not um no refined sugars uh mm-hmm. and i have have haven't had anything anything any alcohol or any um carb heavy food i've just balanced my diet worked out every day and fasted and cut out sugar and um and cut out booze and that's pretty much it man it sounds mm-hmm. like it's really easy. I'm kind of selling it as really easy. It was not easy going to the gym uh, every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, working out twice a day. It was not easy, um, but uh, but you start seeing, you start losing weight, you start seeing changes, you start feeling healthier. 
makes it a little bit easier. And then after long enough, it just becomes part of your routine. becomes part of your life. So, you know, that's my advice for anybody who's going to message me and oh, say, yeah, brother, how'd you do that? Um, I'll refer them to this. Um, take care yeah. of yourselves. Uh, yeah, uh, stick to the game plan. Get, get, get the game plan down. Put it on paper and just stick to it. And, yeah. uh, well, and I, I, I said, I said before when that, and I know this, that I'm lucky because being self-employed, I was able to take time off. If I had kids yeah. and like a nine to five, five job, it would have been way harder, but I was already planning yeah. to take most of the summer off. So I was able to really just focus on that and do that. Uh, and look at us ending mm-hmm. 2023 in a, totally different place than we, than I thought that we were going to be, but it's better. Isn't that crazy? Isn't cra- Isn't life crazy like that? Like, I mean, not to yeah. say, you know, uh, we just talked about a very know. heavy thing of loss, but you know, yeah, your, your comedy and, and your, your kind of place in the community and comedy and how that's been going has just taken off like crazy. And, you know, you're getting these great opportunities and going around and performing at shows and, uh, and, you know, I'm lucky to be able to come to some of them and tag or tag along for it. And I'm just proud of you. And then look at me, the guy who loved to throw back beers is like, will I ever have a beer again? I don't know. Like what, yeah, <laughs> you know, I was, the, I was the social guy who liked to have a good time, still social, still like to have a good time. Don't, don't. you can still invite me to things. I don't, I don't care, but but you know yeah. the the person I was at the start of the year versus the person person who I'm gonna be at the start of next year, uh, crazy, crazy, wild. Start of last year, Palm Reader probably might have almost been dead, uh, and and end of this year, an album's coming out. You know, start of last year. Were you doing comedy at the start of last year, or did you just start again? No, I think. I more or less just stopped after uh, at some point during COVID, I thought I decided I was going to stop because one, I just hated doing stuff like performing during COVID. If there's just such a disconnect, it just didn't feel right. Especially like me, like I primarily perform in bar shows. I like the sort of rowdiness of bar shows i like it i like how you know people are packed in close together sort of on top of each other it's chaotic like and that's why like i love doing the dive bar shows because that's 100 my vibe now but like you know that wasn't the thing during covid so i more or less just sort of gave it up and then like i don't know somewhere in the spring or start of the summer i started really doing it again and then uh yeah, just met some like cool dudes that I really like performing with. Shout out Calvin Shedler, shout out Max Epp, shout out Tyler Little. Uh, just dudes that, you know, that I think have a similar mindset, uh, you know, of just trying to get better. And like, you know, we're type as dumb as corny as it is, like I like talking comedy. Uh, with these guys and like you know just that's your craft you you want to you want to sit down and and chop it up you want to talk shop i mean there's nothing wrong with that my guy Um, yeah yeah i yeah i guess i guess it's more corny i guess we don't really talk about comedy so much on here uh which the thing that's like the thing like 
I listen to like comedy podcasts and it gets kind of annoying when you're listening to comedians just talk about comedy. It's like, I get it. I get it. But like, yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah, I guess we don't really talk a whole lot of comedy on and here. That, and like, that, uh, made, that made, I mean, we've talked about some of the things that we want to do, people we want to have on as guests in next year and, and things. So, you know, maybe a little bit more comedy injected into this, uh, this beast we call Bird Protocol. But it's not one yeah. of our, you know, we're not like up here talking about bits and all that stuff. So no. No, and like I've never looked at this podcast as like a like sure yes we definitely joke around and have sometimes we go on hilarious tangents but like the goal of this podcast is to be more informative and just honest about you know art uh, I think that's always what the show's been and you know it's fun I I love the you know that's the thing some people are like oh you do a podcast like especially people like I mean comedy I'd be like yeah and then like. Yeah, it's not a comedy podcast. So like, oh, I was like, no, we do serious discussions of film and music because when me and you get together, that's what we do. We have like these, as I've always said, if we didn't do this podcast, we would still be doing this podcast. Yeah, we just like this, we, we, we would have many of the conversations that we've had uh, on here in yeah. real life. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. just, you know, that's just the way we are. We, we are. So yeah. You know, we just figured record it, mm -hmm. slap it on the internet, see if anybody vibes with it. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess, yeah, but on like, I guess on the topic of comedy, since we're say, talking about it and how I am doing shows, is that, well, you know, like these guys that I'm doing shows with, like, I don't particularly, none of us, I don't like, you know, some guys are like one liner guys, some dudes tell stories, and then. There's me that has, like, I have my weird, I uh, I don't know. I always try, it's so weird trying to describe my own comedy. And I've been trying to, like, figure it out with people, like, how to describe it. And they're just like, I don't know, you do you. And it's kind of nice to have, like, been like, oh, I have figured out what, like, Otis Morris is. Like, I know it, it I know what my style is. It's dark. It's absurd. And, you know, it's always bordering on, like, a mental breakdown, which, like, may be good in some cases. Like, uh, my recent Niagara show in which, like, just, just a disaster after a disaster leading up to me going up and performing that then just led to me just shitting on the town, which they then loved. And as you know, I have a very long a contentious relationship with the city of Niagara. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not, we, we've, and we've talked about it on the podcast. Like we've talked about yeah. the UFO restaurant. We've talked about how, you know, Niagara is not really a real place. It's like an interdimensional yeah. highway uh, for, yeah. for nightmares. Fucking gamblers. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just tourists that like are just looking to just do drugs and lose their life savings it's it's a really god-awful town but like i don't know performing comedy there uh, i think apparently they're aware apparently you tapped into something i think so there. i think you, i think i tapped into something there i think i don't know it was also yeah it was a long show it was a dead crowd and like you know every so often you get shows where you're like okay yeah i, I know what i'm doing it's like last night i did a show i started doing a 
you know, was doing some jokes. And then I was like, I realized, I was like, the crowd's not into this. They're just like, they're not into me. The crowd, you know, they're laughing at, but I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to do what they want to hear. Like I, cause I don't do that. I don't have witty one-liners. That's as much as I would love to be a witty one-liner guy. I, I don't, I, I can't, I, my thing is trying to dismantle things in a violent, stupid way. I've realized, uh, I've, I've going to put this on record now and just say that if I ever do release a comedy album, it is going to be called food and violence because I've broken <laughs> down all of my jokes and they go into one or the other. It's either a food joke or a joke about violence in some way or both. It's, I've really like broken down. My, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm like a mid 2000s black comic where it's like, all I talk about is pussy and weed. I am now just food and violence. That's, that's my thing. It's kind of hard know. though. Sounds like an action Bronson I, yeah. album. Yeah, dude. <laughs> food and violence. I know, right? Um, well, it, it actually started when me and Brian were doing Taco Dick. My suggestion for a title was Food and Violence because even then, all of my sketches were the same thing about food or violence. So it's been a recurring theme in my life. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that'll be uh, that's on the record now. So if you know, I ever do get to the point where like I put out an album of stand up comedy, hold me to that. Unless I've completely changed and none of my jokes are food or violence, but I think that would require a very, very, like, I would have to get at least five more, like, TBIs, like, a couple more traumatic brain injuries for that. Yeah. Like, um, you'd have to really alter my personality. You would have to, like, Frank Olsen me, like, LSD fucking built my brain. <laughs> is that why you like The Sopranos so much? Because that, mo- that show is pretty much I just, like, food so. and violence. Is it not? Well, I think that's why I just like Italian so much. I think that's really what that is. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I like the mafia. Uh, yeah, my best friends are Portuguese, and that's all that is. It's just yeah. large dinners and yelling. Yeah, I that's, think your... that's what I was raised around, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's why so many Portuguese and so many Newfoundlanders wind up getting together. Because and those are all my friends yeah, growing they're up. Like, they're like... <laughs> kindred spirits i'm sure i've said this on this podcast before but i had a friend who was portuguese and newfie mixed together and every time i went to his house it was like the funniest thing i've ever experienced it was chaos his dad's this short little five foot portuguese man who's just in everybody's grill his uncles are these (laughs) two newfoundlander guys who can't when you after four beers you can't understand a word that they're saying unless you're you know (laughs) unless you're around long enough that it becomes like uh in one of those those sci-fi movies where all of a sudden the wisdom of language is given to them and you understand that they're (laughs) saying pass me a beer instead of (laughs) like whatever language was coming out of their mouth before what do you want a new one there no what and then all of a sudden pass me a beer you know um yeah crystal clear english um yeah the uh the internal uh uh, um, the internal uh, uh, cr- whatever you call quantum translator turns on and uh, uh, Uncle yeah. Buck, you understand what he means when he says, pass me in there by, you're like, oh, yeah. I understand now. 
Yeah. Like capiche. But yeah, and then everybody's yelling yeah. and there's food. And <laughs> randomly at midnight, they bring out a bunch of oysters, you know, or not yeah. oysters, mussels, steamed mussels. And there's no reason, rhyme or reason. They just bring them out. Everybody's hammered eating mussels and <laughs> yelling yeah, at each yeah. other. It's, 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 they're one in the same. <laughs> yeah. Cause I would always go to Phil's for Christmas because Portuguese families, they, celebrate like christmas eve and then they open gifts right at midnight like as soon as it like clock strikes 12 and it becomes the 25th of december that's when they open gifts so like i would always go like over the phil's place like christmas night and then like yeah or christmas eve literally and then you know his whole family extended family would be there there'd be people coming in and going there'd be like one dude and you're like who the fuck's this guy it feels like oh that's marcello you know he knows my dad from this way you know he sold a car to uh, my uncle once and then uh yeah you know he, he i might he, you know he's trying to get me a job at the concrete place and you're like okay what the fuck is going why does this guy have his hands in like five different like dude selling cars running concrete He's randomly just got like exquisite breads on him for no reason. It's like, who is this man? And like, he's like I, the I first of like 10 different dudes like that. <laughs> yeah, just random guys <laughs> who come in with like, that's a very European thing to do to be like packing yeah. some kind of like exquisite food just yeah. like in your coat. You like pull up and they're like, oh, this is, uh, this is Uncle Antonio. Uh, he's not really our uncle. Yeah. He's like friends with your dad's brother. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, and then Antonio's like, "Hey, check this out!" Opens up his coat, and it's like a huge, like cured meat. And you're just like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> yeah, there's always a satellite TV. Well, at least back in the day, there's always a satellite TV guy. It's like, "Yeah, this is the guy." Whenever we get a new box, this is the guy that does it because you know they all not not the docs European and Portuguese families, but they all had the illegal box. Like <laughs> 15 that, years that ago, they had all the yeah. channels, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's either the, it's either the, 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 I think the statute of limitations has passed on that, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. The, the, yeah, we, we knew some, sim I think that's why one of the reasons why we got along right away was because we were like, we knew who each other were because we both dealt with people that had friends that were similar. Like, yes, yes. We grew up in like the same ecosystem, but in like different locations. Suburbia, Kitchener, Waterloo. That's, you, yeah, you yeah. get, you get what you get there, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, a, a, uh, you know, what's the saying? Uh, her dog uh, will holler or, uh, uh, you know, whatever you get what you, you get what you get. It's expected. It's expected here. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, I don't even remember where we were going with this. We just went on a tangent about Portuguese families. Uh, Cause I was talking about food and violence. And oh, then right. We, uh, I right. Think, That's I think how we, we got broke it down. I yeah. think we broke it <laughs> I think down. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, anything else from the past couple of weeks, any exciting things that have happened, uh, or should we just get right into it? I wanted to, I have something to say right on the, off the top. So if you want, I'll just go straight into it. Yeah. You talk about that. There's a bunch of new movies that I've seen recently that I want to talk about. And I think that's the main thing I kind of want to talk about. Yeah. Yes, I, please, I got some movies you, uh, and some music. I, oh, yeah. I haven't really had a lot of time to play any games because I've been in the States and then yeah. before that, I was very busy leading yeah. up to going in the States. I was working every day. So I just being I, my, my PlayStation is not even set up and I've been back for a couple of days. Like, 
so so nothing nothing Jeez. really on the game point or game part except mm-hmm. Tuesday trailer for Grand Theft Auto Six. It has been announced. It is coming on Tuesday at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which means if you're listening in the general area in which we live, the Tri Cities, nine a.m. You will be able to see trailer one, and it is definitely for. GTA 6, because the announcement that they posted uh, uh, had the colors of Vice City and palm trees. So yes, it's go time, baby. 13 years, and we finally will see what, the, what the, all the hullabaloo is about, all the waiting, all the speculating, all the hating. It all comes to a, to a head. All the start the adoration thing. Yeah. All the all of it. All of it. I didn't expect you to quote that song. Um uh, I don't know. I just the word hateration ever since uh you know Mary Let's J. Blige had that word. <laughs> like I don't know any of the lyrics to that song other than hateration, which is just like Mary, thank you. <laughs> My queen. Shout out Mary J. Okay. Blige. Uh yeah, yeah, so pretty much that. I mean um, I, I'm sure there's some other game stuff, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I also haven't really been thinking about games. Just not really. Well, that's we'll we'll cap it off with that. We'll come back oh. next week and we'll talk a bit more about the GTA Six trailer and yeah. uh, any any game news that we want to really catch up on. I, I can't really think of anything well, off the top I'll of my head. Just I'll just say one game news fact is that there is a physical edition of Cyberpunk, the what they're dubbing the ultimate edition. You can purchase that. Uh, I think it's dropping next week on physical, like so for next gen. So oh, like, nice. if you want a PS, which I've always wanted a P- a physical copy of Cyberpunk because yeah, I finished the DLC. It's fucking sick. I still need to go back. And oh finish yes, the, uh, I've I've started the DLC now, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I, I guess there is an update. I have so started the Cyberpunk DLC, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I've already beat the game and done most of the missions, so it's cool that they've added couple extra side quests, a couple extra DLC missions. The story mm-hmm. is um, good so far. I mean, I'm really only lightly into it, but, um, and as we said in the other episode, the updates that they've made to it have been fantastic. Uh, yeah. The game is- And they're is, still, they, they even just released a 2.1 update. So they're still even updating the game further. Like, like they're just completely overhauling the quality of life of this game and just- like it's constantly just becoming a better, better game. It's very much a no man's sky situation where it's like just constantly improving. So well, uh I like it. it. I yeah. like it. I like to yeah, hear it. Exactly. Um obviously I, I don't think either of us have played Spider Man two yet. I have. I have. I'm a couple hours into it now. And are it's you sick? En- are you enjoying it? I, I um Yeah. The uh like all spoiler free, uh it's sick. Uh the story is going very cool. I like the villains that are in it so far. I'm hoping a couple more bad boys show up. But uh, the the biggest thing is just the uh, like the traversal. Like you can fly through the whole city without ever touching the ground ever because they they uh, you have web wings now. So like you know like a fucking squirrel suit type thing where you can just constantly glide and. Uh, they added these like wind tunnels that like if you get into the wind tunnel, it just pushes you and like you can 
you yeah, there's ways where you can travel. Like you can go like 10 minutes without even coming close to touching the ground now it's amazing there's the game really created it so that you don't like they have a fast travel option which is the fastest fast travel i've ever traveled it is like instantaneous it's insane and you can fast travel to literally any point on the map like it's not like there's not oh you don't have to do the subways anymore you can just fast travel wherever you want you can go and you just be like oh i want to travel to this intersection on fifth street and just that's sick and it just automatically swings you i've always i've always said that that should be in games i hate the fact that you have to go to like fast travel posts in open world games. Yeah. It drives me crazy, especially because a lot of the places that you need to go for like special loot or, or hidden stuff like in or mm-hmm. in um, red dead two. It's like, if you want to go do any of the like bounties or anything like that, you have to travel a long way anyway yeah. from yeah, where you're, you're going. going in the mountain ranges yeah, and like red dead. It's like, uh, um, yeah, or but, I mean, uh, I guess once you start a bounty, fast traveling is turned off. But it, yeah. there's things that you can go find, like uh, collectibles and things like that, which I, I guess it makes it a bit unfair if you could just fast travel anywhere. I understand, yeah. but I, I'm glad to see that a game is implemented and it works, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying, because I've always wanted it. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to be buying it soon and starting to dive into it now that winter is here, snow is falling, Things are, are even though I we have a quite busy, I mean, I, I believe I'm seeing you this weekend and next weekend, um, yeah. and maybe even the next weekend, who knows? Um, so we'll be seeing a lot of each other, and it's going to be pretty uh, a pretty busy time, but um, not really nice to go outside and go for walks or, uh, you know, spend time That's- outside. Uh, so there will be long stretches where I'm indoors, and I think I'm going to, I think I'm gonna gonna bite the bullet, cop Spider-Man two and dive into that. Uh, and I'm I'm very excited to uh oh, yeah. I've heard nothing but You'll good things. It. Nothing but good things. You'll dig it. It's very very good. All right, let's get into it. Movies, what you watched. Oh boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh oh man. So, so, so many movies. I don't know where to start, really. Um, fuck. Okay, I'll just, I'll just go down the list of things I've seen, because I've seen 10 movies, uh, a lot in theaters as well, uh, since we last talked. Um, so, uh, oh, I just really, never mind, sorry, never mind. Uh, so, movie Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, saw this movie in theaters. It's a French production, but a lot of the movie's actually in English because there's... Uh, it, it was an, it's an interesting movie, and I, it's hard to talk about without necessarily like spoiling it. But, uh, oh, you know the series The Staircase, right? Yes. About where the great wife falls down. Yeah, great documentary yeah, okay. series. Watch that if okay. you like... If you like mystery like crime uh almost true crime but there's like lots mm-hmm. of layers to it the staircase is an excellent documentary series you can watch that's really 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 interesting and riveting and and lots to unpack and it leaves you with more questions than answers and i love yes 
when that happens because mm-hmm. that's the truth. Life is stranger than fiction. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes. That's a great movie that I also saw recently as well, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Uh, but Anatomy of a Fall is very much a staircase-type situation in which the husband, uh, he falls out of the top floor window and then the whole movie is about sort of the court case of trying to determine was it a suicide was the wife did the wife push him what's the deal and then it just sort of peels back the entire marriage like through through evidence it kind of goes through flashbacks and like you know different parts and it really breaks down their marriage and it's really, it's just, it's like a three-hour movie, but it's so fucking good. And if you like, like, courtroom dramas and just, like, family dramas, and it's just excellently shot, and, like, oh, I will spoil one thing, though, and it's not a, an entire spoiler. Um, the music playing while the husband dies is, like, the actual steel drum interpretation of PIMP. <laughs> and it's so hilarious because like, yeah. So like very serious stuff is, ha- yeah. And all you can hear is, wild creative choices which is, and like, and it becomes a plot point later on. Like it comes back. It is, I was in the theater because, like, when I saw it, it was, like, myself and, like, maybe a couple other people that I think were probably mostly older people that maybe didn't understand the absurdity of that music choice. And I was, I was like, so confused by it. I was like, what the fuck? Is PIMP sampled from this? Or is this an interpolation of PIMP? And then I'll just say it later on later on when there's one uh there's a lawyer trying to argue that the uh wife pushed him out the window he's like don't you think it's a uh, maybe coincidental that a version of the song PIMP was playing and it's an incredibly misogynistic song do you think that he was playing the song perhaps to provoke you and i was like yo what the fuck we're now breaking down like the that's, song PIMP that's in that's this French movie—that's that's insane. Nasty work, nasty. Work. Yeah, dude. I, I, I like I that scene. I felt like was like made for me, like a French art movie <laughs> with a reference. I was like, yo, fuck yeah, with a this reference is... to Fifty Cent. <laughs> yes, it's a very, very small sick. group of people who would find that very sick, and you and I yeah. are in that group. <laughs> yeah, the crossover of people that like French cinema and Fifty Cent is. Very limited, I would say, <laughs> outside of France, especially. Um, what have I? Well, I watched uh, "Talk to Me," uh, the Australian yeah. horror film. I thought don't it was... say too much. I have I bought it and I have yet to watch it, but I so it's on, I that's think like my next on the list. I think it was good. Yes. Um, I think that there are parts of it that were really, really awesome. Um, and. I think that for an independent, small independent film, it was, it was an independent horror film, foreign horror film. Fantastic. Um, It was great because there's a part where the character goes into a party and they're playing music and it's like Australian drill. And I actually know them. So I was like, one, four. Wow. 
And uh, I was like, this is very sick. Dude, uh, very strange music crossovers. Nice. Yeah, I believe I like that's the name of the group. Is that the name of the group? I'm just going to make sure. Yeah, 1-4. Um, right. And I was like, oh, my God, I listened to them. And I was like, oh. Uh, uh yes for those who listen i i have a very i have a propensity to constantly be finding new music and listening to it um I, it's just something i enjoy especially with my other work where i'm speaking with people from all around the world and they give me suggestions so i'm i'm all my wrapped this year is like the number of people i've listened to is like absurd like it's like my the replay on Apple Music. The number of artists that I've listened, new artists I've listened to this year, is like two thousand something. Like it's like nice. nuts. But my list of the top songs, I don't have a whole lot of plays on all of them because I'm listening to other stuff. So people post something and they're like, "Oh, you listen to this artist like for super super long." And my top ones, the ones that I listen to the most, they aren't that long because I'm constantly listening to other stuff. Um, so that's how I know one, one, four, check them out. They're hard. They go crazy. Australian, Australian rap is sick. Um, anyway, uh, especially Australian drill. It's cool. Their voices are cool. Rapping with drill, dropping drill music with Australian accent. Cool. Very cool. Um, but yes, aside from that, the movie was, it was good. It was good. It was, um, interesting they had some really interesting ideas in it it was shot very well it was um you know it was a it was a really really good attempt i feel like the ending for me didn't work as well as they wanted mm -hmm. it to there's like a kind of twist at the end and it's it's not really that twisty it's like when the twist mm -hmm. happens you're like oh well okay like you know what i mean like it's a there's a the ending to it doesn't uh, the, the 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 content of the twist doesn't befit the idea of the twist itself I guess or doesn't uh, uh, doesn't mm. live up to kind of you want a cerebral twist to really be a twist but the twist you can kind of see coming from a while away um, but it was good it was not a bad way to spend some time definitely the first half is a lot stronger when it's leading up to uh, uh, things and things begin ramping up and everything. And the idea of this like hand that you hold and then all of a sudden you see like spirits and you say, talk to me and they take over your body. Like it's really cool. There's some really gnarly yeah. parts in that that are really, really dope. And some good effects, and, some good ghost effects. Yeah. And the makeup, it looks fucking amazing. Like I know what the concept is and what happens to the characters. And so... Some of the, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, like, I guess, gore or makeup, violent, I don't know, stuff looks really cool. Like, some of the characters' faces get... Yeah, there's a part where one character, I won't tell you who, but one character gets the, uh, gets the ghost, and there's, like, a rule where you can only have it for, like, 90 seconds, and that rule is broken for a specific reason. Um, I don't want to explain... I'm not going to explain too much. You just watch it because it's like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I will. you know, you'll, you'll understand why, but this kid all of a sudden does some heinous violence to himself. Um, mm. And uh, it's quite gnarly, quite gnarly. <laughs> it's quite insane. Um, so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed talk to me quite a bit. I mean, uh, like I said, it's some nits to pick with the ending, which I thought f 
felt like it was a little underwhelming for me, or at least maybe I could tell what was going to happen from a while from, from I kind of put together where it was going about halfway through the movie, but you should still watch it. I mean, a foreign independent horror film, maybe, I don't know if it's independent, but a foreign horror film, uh, a 24 put it uh, out like yeah. it was independently made, but then a 24 picked it up for distribution. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was made by dudes that they were like big YouTubers and like, you can basically watch their entire like sort of evolution as filmmakers through YouTube. Cause that's what they did their whole lives. Like since like teenagers, it's just done. I forget something Philippu or something like that. Um, but yeah, those those directors that they've yeah they well, they've done stuff for on, for a first so. feature film, and yeah. to be put out on a a twenty four and 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 ha- to to you know, that be the their mm-hmm. release. Great job, round of applause. Thoroughly yeah, enjoyed awesome. watching it. Had a good time. What else is on your list? Uh, so I saw it. I saw it. The one that you and I were planning to see. I saw Martin Scorsese's, uh, dare I say, masterpiece, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. It is, uh, it, it's bleak. It's, yeah. uh, it's what it should be. It's, uh, I feel like only Martin Scorsese or maybe somebody of like Paul Thomas Anderson's like level of mastery could have made this movie. It's so it's big. It's it has everything you want from a Scorsese movie, but you don't necessarily get it in the way that, uh, you want it? Yes, I hear he I hear he kind of plays with expectation quite a bit. And uh yeah, really lazy there. Really really rips the rips the uh the 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 mask off and shows the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think this is a spoiler because, you know, you figure it out within the first 20 minutes of the movie, but uh the movie from the beginning you're sitting in the perspective of the bad guys. Like, Leo shows up at Robert De Niro's house, and they're like, we're going to marry the Native people, we're going to kill them, and we're going to steal their money. And that's laid out fucking right at the beginning. And then you're just watching it happen. And you're just like, there's got to be redemption somewhere, and you're just like, it's just... Wow, it's almost like it's almost now. I hate, and that's I, the whole thing. It's not a spoiler because it's American history, so yeah. you can go and read it's, everything that yeah. happened. It's and it's um, like I don't think it's a spoiler, but like, and then the way the final scene of I guess or the epilogue, uh, for to better describe it, is one of the greatest things to ever like happen in cinema. I think it's just the most perfect way to end a movie like that. Cause there is no good way to end this movie, but there is a way. And I think Martin Scorsese found the only possible way to make this movie and also comment on how this movie, like why this movie exists. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such an interesting movie. I've I, heard, I need to I've, rewatch I, it again. Yeah. It's, when it's, it, once it comes out on, which I believe is like two weeks from now or something. When it comes out, yeah. I will watch it 
and because I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, I will watch it and then we will definitely talk about it again. Maybe it can be one of the movies. I don't know if it's worth a uh, a full um, like episode on, but we might have to do a half episode on it and then try our Scorsese, revisit our Scorsese tiering uh, as maybe that's something we could do later, later this month or early next year. Maybe, um, yeah. There's there's so many Scorsese movies I haven't seen, dude. So yeah. There's a lot. So there's, we, there's a, we gotta, we'll think about like that. I've, I've seen at least half of his movies, I would say, but there's a lot of other stuff like I haven't seen. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like I need like, to yeah. rewatch some of the older stuff that, uh, you know, I need to rewatch things like King of Comedy. I need to rewatch, uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Bringing Out the Dead. And you know, a couple yeah, of the other stuff that. that he's done. But but anyway, it's definitely something that to think about uh because it is coming out. Another movie that was in theaters that will be coming out soon that I want to watch. Maybe you've saw it. I don't know if you did, but Napoleon. Um I have not, no. I, have not I you know, Mr. Mr. Ridley, Mr. Ridley mm-hmm. Scott back with uh back with Joaquin. Doing doing the his interpretation of Napoleon, and I hear it is uh just too wild horny. Like the movie is like split, and it, half of it is like two wild horny French people just going absolutely wild horny for each other, and then the other half is like boys rule. Like like men cannons are dope, you know. Like like tacticians are let them rock, you know. Like. Hell dudes yeah. being dudes <laughs> and so like it sounds like the wildest like combination film ever apparently there's a four-hour cut that's going to come out to apple plus Jesus um yeah i don't know i mean i'm not saying look i again i think both of those are equally wild fun to me like the idea of joaquin phoenix and uh, vanessa kirby being like wild horny french aristocracy uh, is sounds sick and then also like Ridley mm-hmm. Scott letting it go letting 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 his nuts hang and just making these giant period battle pieces filled with exquisite yeah. cinematography and dudes just rocking it sounds, it sounds like my kind of movie <laughs> that, yeah that sounds pretty tight I mean Ridley Scott I mean you know he's he definitely like like we said you know he does not all of his movies are hits he does have some misses but they're all entertaining they're all fun like you know he's got some that aren't like the greatest like uh what am i thinking of uh did he do uh did he do body yeah he did do body of lies like body of lies isn't the greatest movie ever but like a thriller with leo and russell crowe like fuck yeah dude that's sick exodus gods and kings not the greatest but Fuck yeah, dude. Honestly, that one's a little, that one's not that one doesn't that one's kind of falls flat, but there are some some of his more middling ones that I I I will defend that I enjoy. So I feel like even if cuz Napoleon's getting kind of like half it's kind of mixed bag reviews. Yeah. And so like right. You know, it's like Kingdom of Heaven. Like I, Kingdom of Heaven director's cut is mm. one of like my all-time favorite movies. Like I think it's yeah. so good. Theater cut, theatrical cut, no, uh, it it's it's missing a lot. It's yeah. like the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition versus the theatrical cut. They're two 
almost completely different movies due to what was cut out. Um, yeah. Uh, but people would consider Kingdom of Heaven a fairly middling movie. Uh, and, and yet I love that movie, specifically the director's yeah. cut. Um, I don't know. I I'm, think all of his sword movies are all fun. Like, The Last Duel is an incredibly underrated movie. You want to talk about a movie about dudes being that, dudes? In a bad way. One. In a bad way. In, not, yeah, in yeah. A, not in a yeah. good way. Um, <laughs> in, a talk, in the most in a, toxic in way. In a very possible. bad yes. way. Let me clear clarify that. Not good. Um, but there is a lot of dudes just rocking. Like that, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually really liked that movie, The Last Duel. Yeah, I no, it's, that was great. It's so it's fantastic. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be because, like, it completely got just looked over. And then I think when it I was watched when it, it, I, was like, I think Yo. it was because it was COVID and all that stuff. Like, I think it was, uh, you know, there were a lot of stuff that there, there was a lot of stuff that came out that it was like, yeah, you really needed it to be a an absolute surefire, like like Spider Man No Way Home to get people to go to the theater again, and yeah. Ridley Scott, although he is loved and revered by many, mm -hmm. making a movie where it's like, oh, this movie is about a girl uh, being assaulted and it's told from three different perspectives and it's set in France. And what's it about? A duel? But over... Ben Affleck is blonde and horny. Yeah, like, like what? what is happening? <laughs> and so people, you know... But I think it is. I think it's an incredibly... Per, like pertinent film, especially yeah, with everything that's good. happened since the Me Too movement and everything. But also on top of that, I think it's great performances. I really enjoyed it. If I love Ridley Scott making a, a period piece, has some actual, you know, kind of bookends with action or like, you know, mm -hmm. you see action a few different times from different perspectives and it's good. It, it, you know, you get a little bit of everything and then you just get Matt Damon, Ben Affleck and Adam driver cooking just absolutely yeah. sizzling, uh, in three times in a row, each portraying themselves differently acting, baby okay. acting. Um, and plus, uh, I forget what the Jodie Cormier sure. Her performance is incredible. So, you know, I'm 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 all for that film. I feel like we've talked about it. I talked yeah. about it on here before, but I don't know if you did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't recall, but yeah, we definitely have mentioned it at some point. Uh, what else? Uh, I got something. I have... I'll, I'll I'll do do some. I'll, I'll toss one out yeah. there. This one's for all my uh, my uh, fellow uh, Scott Pilgrim heads. Scott Pilgrim takes oh, yeah. off. The animated uh, series from Netflix with the cast returning. Um, it fucking rules, man. It's so much fun. Half an hour episodes are like 25-minute episodes. The animation is incredible. Seeing Brian Lee O'Malley's animation, like character art style, come to life. And then the fact that they had the absolute gall to trick everybody into thinking that this was kind of like an expanded retelling of the movie and the books, when in fact it is a total revamping and revisiting of the story to give you way more time with the evil exes, way more time with Ramona Flowers, way more um, kind of commentary on what's aged poorly about that story. And then it's wrapped up in, in this 
flashy, amazing animated style. It still has the fights. It still has the, the video game and comic or video game and anime and cartoon references and, you know, all of that stuff, but it, it's updated. It's telling the story in a different way and, and revisiting some of the themes of the, of the, of the books in the movie in a way that is, comes with age and with experience and looking back on stuff. And it, I just have had a blast watching it. All of the original cast returned. So it's like amazing. Um, and like everybody, everybody that was in the movie, Chris Evans, all these people, Brie Larson, all these huge stars came back and then they have like amazing voice cameos. Um, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in one episode, Weird Al Yankovic in another episode. Like, it, it's cool, man. I I really enjoyed it. It's silly, but it's adult. It's got some really good themes. It's a great kind of, if you're going to reboot something, this is an amazing way to do it, to tell it a new version of the story in a new medium, animation, uh, and TV show. And, um, it just seemed like everybody who worked on it had so much fun and it's, it's got a lot of really funny jokes in it too. And I liked it. Some people didn't, some people I understand, but I think that if you're, um, into animation, you like the Scott Pilgrim books or the movie, or if you liked it and you have a bit of a problem with it now, looking back at some of the kind of toxic, um, uh, mentalities and ideas that we have we've aged out of they they comment on it in this and it's really good it's really good it's cool a lot of fun nice i'll have to check that out big fan of the movie love it uh oh you'll like it you'll like the there's a there's like yeah you'll like it there's a whole like meta subplot about how the movie is that the, the, they wind up writing the movie or i i don't want to give it away because i don't want to spoil it just just watch it. It's great. I I can't oh, yeah. without spoiling it. I can't really give away, but there's it involves them making a movie, and it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's uh it's good. Nice. Very good. Nice. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, what else? What else did I see in theaters? Uh, the new uh Alexander Payne movie, The Holdovers. Uh, saw this in theaters and. I went into it, uh, like, here's the thing. When I saw Anatomy of a Fall and Killers of the Flower Moon, I was I was kind of expecting, I was like, I think I'm going to really dig both of these movies. They are both, like, 100% my shit. This one I wasn't so sure of, because even though, you know, I, I love Alexander Payne, you know, love it. Like, Nebraska is one of my favorites. Sideways is fucking awesome. Uh, I... Uh, Fuck, uh, what else? Election, great. Uh, you know, Alexander, I love, I like Alexander Payne movies. Uh, but this one, I was like, okay, Paul Giamatti being a curmudgeon again. Okay, let's, let's see, let's see. And then it's set during Christmas. It's set in the 70s. And I fucking loved it, dude. I loved it so much. Like, I was, I was taken back at how much I loved this movie. It is just such a, good wholesome feel good movie 
Paul Giamatti as just a uh, just a curmudgeon. Love it. I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, it's kind of a spiritual successor in a sense to like something like Sideways. Maybe it's kind of like what if Paul Giamatti's character from Sideways grew up a bit and you know became an old just drunk cranky professor and uh yeah and then it turns out it's a christmas movie too and it may be one of my favorite christmas movies and yeah it's just it was just a really good movie legitimately funny with so many legitimate laughs in the movie and like uh yeah it it was just uh i don't know it was just one of those movies where like you lit you i left the theater and i was like Fuck, man. I feel good. Actually, that was the night uh, I saw you and Jason. I had just left that movie. And I was like, fuck, man. I'm in such a good mood. Yeah, you were. That you were mood, in a good mood that yeah. evening. And, and that was a great evening. That was the that was the weekend before I went down to Pennsylvania. And uh, we, we went out and uh, uh, we hung out at Jason's. Shout out, uh, shout out Jason. He was on an episode earlier. We went over to his house and uh ripped some guitar and played uh, and watched some videos played some music and then we went out to, to jane bond it was a great night that was a, a really really fun night i i enjoyed mm. yeah so uh yeah no, holders holdovers if you haven't seen that movie if it's still in the, uh, it's, i know it's still playing at the princess for a bit but probably not much longer maybe maybe it is but uh yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, just watch it. It may be my like go-to Christmas movie now. It's just so much of like just my vibe, really. It's just, just yeah, like I said, curmudgeons. It's nice. just very much how just how I felt. Like well, just, I, you know, I, a teen. Yeah, I like Paul Giamatti, and I like uh, I like. Um, I'm blanking on the director's name. Why am I Alexander Alexander Payne? Payne. Yes, I like Alexander Payne's yes. movies. So. That's on my list, uh, much like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and uh, 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 Napoleon. And I, uh, another thing that I wanted to just shout out and mention to you, I don't know if you know that it is available or it is out now. And if you don't know how to watch it, we can set it up so that you can watch it. But uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters has been out for a couple weeks. And uh, you know what? I just like monsters, man. Yeah. And Kurt Russell is sick. <laughs> I forget. Is that uh is that Paramount or Apple? Apple Plus. Apple. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I can I can I get saw it to, that and I've been get it to you if you I've need been, it. I can get it to you. I got okay. the plug. Um, yeah, okay. If you got the plug, I'll gladly accept. But yes, I didn't even know that that was a thing because I've been so uh eagerly anticipating Godzilla minus one, the new Japanese one coming out. And that I didn't even know that they were doing an Apple series about that. Yes. I was like, oh shit. I didn't and know the know, fucking You know what it is still expanding. Yeah, and you know what it is, and you know what I love about it? And this is gonna be a mad deep cut, but uh there's a movie called Tremors. I'm sure Otis, you know Tremors, but but people who are listening, yes. there was Tremors and Tremors 2 and all this stuff, and there was a Tremors animated TV show that was going to be made, I think. Or maybe it was it was made, or there was a Tremors, Tremors TV show. Ah, uh, I feel like um, that came out, and it was um, uh, um, 
people, there was like random episodes and there was supposed to be a, a, I know there was a TV show. It wasn't very good, but there's this idea. Like, I love a TV show where people are like, like the X-Files or something where there's like monsters, you know, where they're going around looking for monsters. You see new monsters every week. You want a different creature, creature of the month, you know, like, I like that stuff. I li- I think it's a really fun and cool and kind of lost story w- way of telling stories. And there was supposed to be an animated mm-hmm. TV show or there was an animated TV show that was brief where they were going around much like the live action TV show and running into these different monsters that were, and, and, and it reminds me of that because a lot of it is them actually like, it's about the legacy of Monarch and their hunting of these monsters, these Titans that have been around and them trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're being introduced to these new different monsters. The, 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 the first episode has a giant spider and a giant crab fighting to the death within the first 10 minutes. I'm like, this is great. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm a child at heart, but you know, I, and the story so far is good. The acting is good. The production is good but I just want to see a bunch of weird monsters and I have, and it seems like every oh, yeah. episode you're going to see more weird monsters. So you know what? I'm strapping in all the way to the end of this. Cause I like monsters fighting other monsters. Um, and then of yeah. course you've got Kurt Russell playing the old version of his character and his son, Wyatt Russell, great actor playing the young version, uh, which is, I think just excellent. Very cool. I did not not even realize that. Uh, That's sick. I didn't even know he had a son that acted. That's why. Yeah, he was uh, one of the guys in... um, He was the... the, Remember in Everybody Wants Some? the, The guy who's like the... I think he's the guy who who is too old and is just living in the dorm house. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's okay. him. I got to see who the who 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 he plays. Uh, Charlie he plays. Charlie Willoughby. Um, I can't remember what the character's name is. Like it, but okay, no, that's familiar now. Yes, it is uh, Willoughby. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he him? plays. Okay. That's him. Um, and he also was in a couple other different things. He was. Uh, uh, he's in the MCU. He's he was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He played uh, U.S. agent, and um, he's been in a couple other other things. But anyway, he plays. They play the same character, but the the film is split between two, sometimes three timelines, where there's like the people in the back who started Monarch, and then the the kids and grandkids working with the Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell character in 2015, around the time of a couple of years after the initial Godzilla attack from the first 2013 movie. So the, this is kind of jumps around time and jumps around places and locations. Uh, the, what's his name? Who plays Durs? Um, Anders Holm. Anders. Uh, yeah. Anders. <laughs> Anders Holm. Uh, yeah, he's he plays he's in it. Um, uh, yeah, he plays young John Goodman's character from yes, Kong. yes, okay. and John Goodman is right. in it at this for the in the first episode at least. He might come. Okay, back, so right? it so it jumps back and forth between those 
between two timelines. Okay, that's pretty cool. So there's the timeline where Godzilla first showed up, you know, after the dropping of the atomic bombs, and then... Actually, I don't want to spoil too much, but there is a scene with a bomb and Godzilla that is very sick. Very, very sick. Um, Hell yeah. I yeah. Like yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're only on a, episode four. It just came out today, so I'm going to watch that later tonight for certain. Um, but uh, but I'm, I'm enjoying it just purely based on loving Kaiju, loving Godzilla, and uh and and kurt russell man you gotta love kurt russell um anything else any other movies you want to rip through uh yeah i got a couple more that i've seen recently uh another one i saw in theaters saw this one with kenny old movie classic we saw the french connection in theaters that movie fucking bangs like that. The car chase scene is one of the sickest scenes ever created in the history of cinema. Fucking tight as hell. Uh, at home, I watched We Need to Talk About Kevin, which is just a fucked up movie. If you just want to that movie's just a feel really... Yeah, it's that movie's fucked, but it's sick. Uh, I saw a movie Sick of Myself because I've been wanting to watch this movie and then there's the new movie coming out, Dream Scenario, where Nicolas Cage keeps showing up in, like, people's dreams. And then I found out that the director of that movie is the director of Sick of Myself. And I've been just trying so long to find this movie. And then I finally found it. It was on, like, Apple. Like, you could just rent it for, like, five bucks. So I watched it. It's a hilarious movie that sort of comments on... It's, uh, it's Norwegian? I think it's Norwegian. And it's it's about this girl who realizes that when she starts, like, faking illnesses, she starts getting a lot of attention. So then he she gives herself, like, a legitimate illness, and it's fucked up. It's a very, very dark, fucked up comedy. Uh, so check it out if you like that sort of stuff. Uh, the movie Smile, which came out last year, the horror movie about the people that see people smiling. Uh, it was okay. I mean, the plot was okay. Uh, there's some really cool scenes in it. There's a lot of cool jump scares. The final sequence is actually really fucking cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, what else? I watched Leo, the new Adam Sandler animated film in which he plays a 75 year old gecko and Bill Burr plays an old turtle and they're, you know, in a classroom. It's very wholesome. I, and, I heard it was uh, really good. I heard that. People... Yeah, pretty good. I liked it. It was nice. fun. Um, I rewatched The Killing, the Stanley Kubrick 1956 movie. I don't know why. I just randomly decided to watch that movie. I randomly did a double feature by myself at home one night of The Killing and Deliverance. And <laughs> Pear was going out to the bar. She's like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I just finished watching The Killing. Now I'm going to watch Deliverance. And she's like, oh, what's that movie about? I'm like, Guys go uh, canoeing, and then John Beatty gets raped in the ass, and she's like, "Oh, that's well, have God fun, damn well, have, it, have fun, ha- have fun, honey." Like, you know, yeah, I'm going out, yeah, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, Play. it's funny. And then the week after, uh, like last week, we were at a show at Lost Vessel, and we were talking to Nico, like from a uh, Hollow Sea. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
And so we were talking to Nico. We were seeing his new band, Basque, perform, and they're awesome. Great band. Check them out. If you like noise, screamo, kind of cool fucking hardcore stuff. And uh, we were talking, and we were just kind of like, what are we doing? And then she was like, yeah. And then Pear was like, yeah, I went out last week. And then he decided to stay home and watch a movie where uh, something weird happens to John Voight, like, or something. And I was like, and Nico's like, yeah, man, Deliverance slaps. I was like, yeah, it's such a good movie, dude. It just gets really dark at that one moment. But other than that, like, it's the whole first half of the movie is dudes being dudes. And then the second half is like, Okay, we got outdooted by some bad dudes. Oh god, yeah. If you haven't seen Deliverance, I mean, fuck, it's like fifty years old, dude. It's sick. And then, uh, what is it? Two nights ago, there's a new documentary on HBO about Albert Brooks, and it's called Albert Brooks Defending My Life. And uh, Albert Brooks is a fucking comedic genius to kind of maybe bring this conversation full circle back to us talking comedy earlier. Fucking so much of what Albert Brooks has done, like you don't even realize how influential he is. Like he was the first one. He basically invented alt comedy. He was also the first person to do like pre-recorded sketches on SNL. Um, like the reason that they have like so you know SNL has all their live stuff and the musical segments, but then. You know, stuff like the please don't destroy sketches. You know, you most people would know please don't destroy probably from that sketch where you're playing the uh fuck, what's that one actress's name? He's playing the video game where you're the actress. Uh, oh uh uh Shailene Woodley. Yes, yes. Shailene Simulator. That that, that's such yes. a funny video. <laughs> that's them. That those guys, so those guys are on SNL, but all their sketches are all pre-recorded, they're all like more cinematic. They have those cinematic sketches because of Albert Brooks, because Lorne Michaels wanted to hire Albert Brooks to be a part of SNL. And he was like, no, I like living in Los Angeles. But like, hey, if you give me the money and the time, I'll make these videos and I'll send them in. And he did that. And so that's why that exists on SNL. You know, he does a bunch of iconic voices on The Simpsons. Uh, His first movie, Real Life, was like the first mainstream mockumentary where it was making fun of the one documentary they did in the 60s or 70s about an American family. You know, it's and that shit's like, so yes. And like, he, his best friend was Rob Reiner. And yeah. like, Rob Reiner then eventually, you know, did fucking Spinal Tap, you know, fucking legendary career. I mean, Rob Reiner directed oh, yeah. the documentary. I mean, you, so. Yeah, they're, they're still friends. They're, they're, oh, they're, yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole movie is based around them just having a conversation. And then like, you know, like fucking Lost in America is a fucking classic. Uh, you know, you forget that he's Mar- fucking Marlin in fucking Finding Nemo. You forget he's the dad. You're like, oh shit, that's Albert Brooks. Then you start. Then you realize, like, oh shit, he's the bad guy in Drive. Like he, that's he's in so much shit, like in everywhere. It's like, I, so now I'm currently going through like an Albert Brooks phase, and I'm just like, man, he's just like a real one. Just an absolute real one. And like, yeah, if you don't know much about Albert Brooks, watch that documentary. It's like a 90-minute documentary. And it's just, it's great. It's modern romance, fucking amazing movie. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, I, I, uh, I've I been wanting to watch it, actually. I, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, hey, I want to watch that. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear it's good. I will definitely check it out. Uh, just a follow-up for me. I've been watching a lot of TV, if you can't tell. Um, yeah. Mostly because... 
I've just been, I was busy a lot. And then when I was down in the States, I didn't, I don't think we watched other than talk to me. We didn't watch anything. We watched a bit of Lord of the Rings because it was on one of the nights, but Mm -hmm. we weren't watching a whole lot of stuff down there because family and all that. And then the week before I was working so much, I was just watching a lot of TV, but I have to, you know, cap off the TV and to bring it back to our episode on the killer uh, because of our discussion on David Fincher, I've gone, uh, I've gone back and am rewatching um, House of Cards, uh, right. and uh, you know, all of the weirdness about Kevin Spacey aside, uh, whatever, you know, um, dang, the first four seasons are good. I, I'm, I, it's such a good series. Honestly, it's really good. Like, really, really good. Um, and, I mean, you can tell there is a dip. Like, the the first and the first couple seasons, the first, I'd say one and three are excellent. Two is really good. Four so far is really good. I'm about halfway through. And, uh, and you know, not just Kevin Spacey and, and, and uh, uh, Robin Wright. Like, the yeah, number yeah. of people who are, in this show, I think Mahershala Ali is. Mahershala shows up. He's, uh, he's he doesn't show up. He's one of the main characters for all of the seasons. Yeah, the dude that plays Doug is really fucking good. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, what what's her not Rooney Mara, but her sister Kate Mara. She's in the first season. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, just all, everybody is excellent. Uh, Joel Kinnaman is in season. Uh, this season, my cat's awake now. Sorry if you guys are hearing oh, meows. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, no, she's raging. She she woke up. <laughs> she's mad. I'm podcasting still. Um, the uh, 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 he Joel Kinnaman's in the in this season. They're like, there's all these people, and they're all great. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. great performances. Such a good cast. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays Victor, the Russian president, their take on like Putin is stellar like that whole storyline rules like i don't know just great i mean i know i or from what i remember season five and season and then season six there is a dip in quality especially because of all the the stuff that happened and then having to get rid of spacey and rewriting a lot of stuff but i uh i still am thoroughly enjoying the rewatch i guess is what i'm saying uh, season one, especially when I started rewatching it, I was like, this is excellent. Like, this is so good. I, I knew, I, I knew in my mind it was good, but watching it again now, especially with everything that's happened politically mm-hmm. since it came out, it's wild, wild times, <laughs> wild times. So yeah, if you're, if you're considering it, uh, the rewatch so far has been a, a real treat. Yeah. Music? Nice. Anything? Uh, recently, nothing really other than the new Danny Brown. Really, that's the only like newest. Yeah. That's the newest thing I've really been jamming to. And like that. That if we can speak on that for a moment. Yeah. It's no, no. That's, a, that's, that was I wanted to. I wanted to talk about. Cool. That's that's Caranta. Uh, or Quaranta, Quaranta yes. the, the, in Italian. the latest album by our guy, Danny Brown, we did an episode on, 
Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I what, what the reason we praised Scaring the Hose, uh, the kind of chaos, the uh, whimsy, the fun, abrasive nature of what they were doing, the kind mm-hmm. of mashing together of so many different genres and ideas. Um, yeah. It's the opposite that Caranta yeah. does and does so well. Like this is very much a kind of introspective, really a man grappling with who he is and what and what he's become and his his demons. He, yeah, it's a man that turned 40 and is going through it. And you feel that. Like yeah. Everything we've talked about in the, like, you know, that's the thing about being a Danny Brown fan. If you, you know, if you listen to his music, if you followed him, like, on social media, listen to his podcast. I mean, the man is very much an open book with his life. Yeah. And so, like, you've sort of, you've, so if you're a fan of him in that capacity, you've maybe have known and maybe kind of expected what this album was going to be. Is very much a man sort of grasping with mortality, dealing with, you know, the sort of effects of the way he used to be. It's very much about his past drug well, use. Well, no, it was it was recorded while he was it was recorded while he was still using. Like it's it's one of okay. it, yeah. So like when you listen to it, you and you realize this was recorded like during the depths of it during the pandemic while he was dealing with the worst okay. of his using of drugs and alcohol um yeah it changes the whole because like it seems knowing now that he's gotten sober and he's you know really improving his life you're like oh yeah so this was recorded afterwards no he was aware this is him dealing with it in real time actively actively through rest and so it is a heavy album there's a lot of there is some fun. There is some really fun, really Danny Brown tracks on there that are like, yeah. You know, what's what's the one Tantor? What's the one? But that the, one's very much like Danny Brown that you would expect. The one that he put out the, the one that he dropped the first. Yeah, Tantor. The one that Alchemist did the weird ass beat and he's dressed up like a weird ass robot in the music video. And then you know you get and then like a song like Jen's Terrific Vacation, which is like this like fucked up like surreal take on gentrification it's weird weird as fuck but then like a song like celibate which has the greatest like hook i like that's one of my favorite hooks like the way he flips the word celibate like i used to celibate i don't anymore i'm celibate i've been locked up in the celibate with a pimps that told me celibate like what bro bars bars and then the mic feature on there it's like god damn yp ybp with bruiser wolf coming through the weirdest e40 like yeah it's it's, ever it's a real they're real moments of fun but then there's also like real real you know the truth there's truth and and emotion and and heaviness like even the first song karanta where he's pretty yeah. much like taking stock of every person, he, everything he's done. And, you know, I, uh, after triple X, I got a house and a car, but I lost this relationship and, and I, and, and I've had all the, you know, I've had all this success, but never, you know, 
uh, I've have all these problems and I, you know, now I'm 40 and I'm looking back on it. Like what can, what else can I do, but wrap through it? Right. Like that's like, it's yeah. this crazy introspective laying bare of like Danny's psyche in the first episode or first episode, first yeah. <laughs> song. And then it kind of goes through all of the different stuff, but there are moments of like fun Danny Brownness in it. Yeah. But I also think it's lack of whimsy and focus on focus, focus choice on production and on content. Mm -hmm. That's like personal and emotional really drives home how versatile uh, and how much of an artist Danny Brown actually is considering the two releases that yeah. he put out this year. One being scaring the hose, which is like an absolute nut yeah. house. And then this one where it's yeah. like, he's like, I'm 40. What does it all mean? I'm, I'm a yeah. 40 year yeah. old alcoholic and I have a drug problem and I have, you know, relationships that's failed and people that have died. And like, is this what I want? But what else do I know? Like, it's like truly insane that these are the two albums that are putting out. It's like both. It's like the yin and yang of well yeah it's the it's yeah it's literally the yin and yang of danny brown is that like he's always had these incredibly deep deep songs like listen to like on even even back on old there's a bunch of incredibly like deep songs and him even like, even back then he was doing stuff like oh like questioning like oh they just want me to do this fucking i do molly stuff and he's like i don't want to fuck do that and he's been battling with that for his entire fucking career and for him to do this album which by danny brown standards is incredibly stripped down the like outside of tantor there's not many crazy insane beats and then it's weird to realize that that's produced by the alchemist who you know would have otherwise you know would have you know it, like it makes it's weird that the alchemist who typically is probably known for his laid back very sample heavy beats then goes and creates the only like insane song on the album and then the rest of the song is actually production wise very chill by Danny yeah. brown standard uh and the last song bass song i really like that i like i yeah. really like that that, beat. that back half of the album is so good like it's incredibly just like bare bones and like sick. I, there's there's some songs where like even in the vocals you can just like there's very very little like editing to the vocals because you can just hear how dry like his mouth is in like some songs yeah and like it just it's obviously it's like a, it was a very emotional uh personal yeah project and mm -hmm. experience to make it i I, and I think it pays off it does i think it's great i think if you like danny brown if you like rap you should listen to it it's 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 still weird still danny brown but very stripped back very focused very emotional very personal i really enjoy it um mm -hmm. i did want to also shout out uh, uh the boy uh aubrey drake graham he released scary hours three which is six songs um and it's just bars. He said he was quitting. And then he said, no, I'm starting again. I'll quit again later. And uh, he put out uh, six songs, um, one of which is just a classic, classic, like early 2010s Drake, you know, in my feelings, I'm a, I'm a bar up about it. 
but has some singing, has some, it's like a very classic, the You Broke My Heart. I mean, the, the, at the end, he's like, everybody's screaming, oh, fuck my ex. And he's like, he's doing it back and forth with himself. It's really cool. Um, but the thing that I like is that he's got some, he's got another song produced by the conductor. Uh, he's got a song from a production from The Alchemist. Uh, and it's giving me very, if you're reading this, it's too late vibes. Um, and very much. And it's just bars. He's just rapping all the way through, airing out his grievances. And uh, you love to see it. That's, that's pretty much yeah. it. I, I, like to, I like Drake rapping. I like Drake showing that he can still rap. I like Drake showing that he's still tapped into, you know, the hip-hopness of it all. To, to link up with the alchemist who's, you know, the alchemist who's like the face yeah. of kind of like one of the faces of like true hip hop, like hip hop yeah. pur puritanism and, 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 and innovation in the, in the culture and mm. <laughs> the genre. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, when I found out when, like a, it, when a the tastemaker, yeah, tastemaker, when they, when that album dropped, I mean, Drake's a tastemaker, but in for another reason because he's become yeah, much more of a pop star he's like a you know but then yeah no alchemist is like if you're a hip-hop head and you're into like new york like boom babs if you if you like that 90s stuff that griselda stuff like that sort of sound like the alchemist is your go-to guy like yeah the, what alchemist has done with you know like we've, we've talked about alchemist everybody we've talked about all green but but then to see when i saw because the reason why i found out that it was dropping was because the alchemist posted posted it and i was like what because it's a the alternate cover was a picture that drake had posted that picture in a different colorway a while ago and i had seen it and then he had tagged drake and he was like oh yeah it's like wickman linked up finally linked up with champagne poppy blah 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 and i was like what and then so i went to drake's account and it's like he got one with boy wanda he's got another track with with um uh uh j cole and it's a track where they're literally exchanging bars like they're going back and forth through the whole track it's cool it's all it's like rapping rapping and so i'm happy to see it man um because you know when we talked about it in our drake episode people people conflate drake with pop stardom but drake's drake's a rapper drake's a very respected rapper and uh and lately you know uh, her loss was good uh i like honestly never mind for what it is but it's not a rap record iffy on for all the dogs it hasn't grown on me as much as i thought it would uh, and certified lover boy same thing it's i'm kind of 50 50 on it but uh but these six songs i just it's, it's cool i'm happy he's rapping if you want to hear rapping drake and you want to hear some quality raps and interesting production and uh, and hear him do his thing as if, if you're reading this thing, listen to scary hours three. Um, one more rap, which I guess was oh, released as the deluxe, like, I guess on yeah. streaming. Yeah. It's for all the dogs, scary hours edition. Yes. Cause I was trying to find it. Cause when you told me to look for it, I was looking for scary hours three and I couldn't find it for a while. And then I was like, Oh, it's on. It is it's now the deluxe. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I should I should have that's thank you for sharing that. I should have said that. Um uh, I, I I'm, I'm sure most people could figure that out. It yeah. took me a while, but I, I'm not in the Drake uh ecosphere. So I was like, 
I, I don't know. I don't I think I didn't even know what scary hours was. Yeah. So like, you know, two more things. Yeah. Well, two more things I want to shout out. Uh, and then, uh, I guess, um, there's some other ones, but we're getting late here, so I don't want to go much too much longer. But if you're a fan of drum and bass music, chase and state, chase and status, uh, chase and status, chase and status, whatever you want to say, uh, their two rough volume one album came out. Um, incredibly good workout music. If you like drum and bass and you like specifically UK drum and bass that incorporates a lot of grime vocals and, uh, um, it, they're just very UK. It's very awesome. It's really good workout music and uh, a lot of fun to listen to. Also, this album, people, I don't know if people are talking about it or not. Um, Too Good to Be True, the Rick Ross and Meek Mill album. Uh, people were like, well, we this this isn't, you know, this isn't anything new. And I'm okay with that. I like I like the way Meek Mill raps. I like the way Rick Ross maps raps. I like when they rap together and it's exactly what you expect from them rapping together. It's not really innovative. Yeah. It's What's not really wrong doing, with that. Yeah. Is there's nothing wrong with that. I think people were like, Oh, it's going to be like this, this earth shattering link up. No, it's just a bunch of songs where Meek Mill and Rick Ross are rapping about luxurious life and being rappers and how sick they are. Like <laughs> and, and that to me is good. And there's a remix of their song Shaq and Kobe that features Shaquille O'Neal and Dame Dalla. So real NBA players oh, yeah. rapping. And when Shaquille O'Neal came on, I nearly like threw my eggs out the window. Yeah. I was Shaquille like, oh O'Neal's got bars. He does. Diesel. Um <laughs> also just I I you know, uh I don't I don't this is okay, so this sounds really bad. Andre 3000 is obviously a a luminary, a, a genius at rapping, a, a artist, all those things. And uh, you know what? I'll say it. I've put his album on in the background and I enjoyed it as music being played in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's, it's an instrumental jazz flute album. <laughs> yeah. It's an instrumental <laughs> jazz flute album, guys. Like it's, you know, yeah. like there's not really much for me to critique. The music is beautiful. At times it's a little silly, but it's really cool to put on in the background. Um, it's very relaxing. Uh, and it's uh, ethereal and beautiful. Um, but it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, I just wanted to salute Andre 3000 for doing what he wanted to do. Uh, and if you want some music to put on in the background while you study or read or something like that, and you're looking for something that's not going to be super abrasive or cause any, you know, it's not going to be rapping or metal or whatever. Um, it's good, but it is background music. Like I don't, I wouldn't be like jamming it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a jazz, jazz flute album. Uh, anything else, any other music or should we wind it down for today? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for, yeah, there's nothing really new that I've been listening to either. Unfortunately, but, I'm uh, sure there is something I'm forgetting, but we'll come back around to it. Um, we're going to try and get as many episodes in before the end of the year as we can. Uh, but we, as we mentioned, we have pretty busy, uh, month of December. So, you know, we will be doing the bird uh, report at the end of the year. We'd like to get one or two Christmas movies or holiday movies in or, or episode, full episodes in. But if we miss another week, sorry, guys, we'll come back 
uh, full regular schedule in January and February when we have nothing to do, but this is the holiday season. Yeah. It's a little tough. Uh, and we're all working and have all those other things. So thank you for bearing with us while we've been away and apologizing apologies in advance. If we miss one more weekend before the end of the year, but we will definitely do our bird report where we sum up the year. We will definitely have, uh, uh, at least one holiday episode and hopefully one other episode, if not two. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it. Do you have anything? Oh, I guess you can plug the, uh, various comedy things going on. Yeah. If you're listening today, Sunday, the day this drops, uh, December 3rd, come out the dive bar, uh, for the free show. Uh, cause this is probably going to be the last show of 2023, uh, just because Christmas Eve is a Sunday, New Year's Eve is a Sunday. On December 10th, we're doing the Christmas Roast, uh, where myself and a bunch of other local comedians are performing as Christmas characters. I will be hosting as the Grinch. Uh, Local legend, Tig Wright, will be Santa Claus. Uh, Lindsay's going to be Frosty. Uh, Who else? Max is going to be, Max Epp will be Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Uh, Dylan Lindsay is going to be Tiny Tim from a Christmas care, uh, Christmas story. What the fuck's the movie? A Christmas Carol, a Christmas Carol. The he's the kid from fucking Scrooge, the crippled kid. That's not the right word. I'm sorry, the disabled kid. I'm yes, yes, I know who that is. Yes, uh, and then who else? We got somebody being Jesus Christ, and one more, uh, but yeah. So it'll be funny. It's $10. Come on out. Show is at 8. That's December 10th at Dive Bar. Next week. Tickets are Yes. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. Just look up Roasted Christmas. It's a co-production between myself and Fever Dream Comedy, which, by the way, December 5th, I will be at Fever Dream Comedy at Rusty Nail, Crazy Canuck, whatever the fuck it's called in Kitchener. Uh, tickets are available that come on out that's tuesday and then yeah that's all i really know uh for i'll be going back to niagara i think because despite me saying it went was such a disaster it actually was fantastic uh it turns out i can make bad situations very good uh that's kind of my bread and butter uh fail upwards uh, baby hell yeah sir um, um yeah, that's all I got. What do you got? You got some big things. Yeah. So finally, album. I think I said this before, but I, I you know, you can now you can go on, on my Instagram and you can see the cover artwork for the mm-hmm. next Paul Reader it. album. Uh, it is called Stranger Days. It was uh, originally the EP and then there was, you know what? I'm not even going to go on into it. I'm really, really fucking proud of this one. It's, uh, it's, good. it's good. It's, um. And people always say, oh, yeah, this new thing is the best thing I've ever made and blah, 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 which is usually the case because you get better as an artist, right? But I feel like, you know, four years working on hip hop away from everybody and doing it uh, and also expanding my, my, you know, introducing, you know, vocals into Anxiety Weekend and that taking a bit more of a front seat and me allowing to kind of fall back into loving hip hop and having fun with hip hop again and exploring new kind of ways of, of being palm reader and what I want 
to make has led to a very fruitful and creative period. Some of the songs you may have heard before, some of them you haven't. Uh, They've been worked on over the past four years. Some of them are newer. Some of them date back to, uh, you know, 2020 when the pandemic started and I started working on them, but they've all been revamped, remixed, remastered, put together. uh, and, uh, And I think that I'm putting forward something that will... Uh, you know, maybe, maybe remind people that I got bars, uh, I'm barred up and, uh, I, am nice with it and uh, I'm pretty proud of that. And it's cohesive. It's fun. It's, uh, sounds good. It's, uh, quite a bit more musical than I don't fear the ending. Um, just in the use of courses and, uh, different production out of house producers, um, still a lot of it I've, I produced, but anyway, stranger days, stranger fucking days, December 29th available everywhere. There may be a little bit of a gift on Christmas for anyone who wants to have a little early taste, uh, with more information on that. I'll, I'll share in another episode or on my Instagram. Um, but, uh, it'll be available everywhere on the 29th. Let's close out 2023 and step into 2024 together on the right foot. Palm readers back, baby. And the rebirth will be televised. The resurrection is here. And, uh, I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Um, you've heard it, Otis, or you've heard kind of it. Anything you yeah. want to say on it? <laughs> No, I, I think it's uh, the boys rapping, and I, I like it. There's, uh, yeah, there's one song you showed me, which was not the song you thought it. You showed me it. It is a new song that had no one, I believe, heard before. But yeah, you it, it, there was some there's some nice flows on there, some real nice stuff. Sharpening the awesome. iron in silence. I appreciate that. Thank you. And and Otis knows hip hop, so you know I I I don't. He will tell me if something is whack as well, which uh, is a great thing about our friendship is that we, we routinely give each other constructive criticism. Um, But uh, he heard some snippets and, and had some nice things to say. And uh, I hope you all will too. I hope you will listen to it. We might shoot a music video might, you know, actually try to be real artists. Um, But for now, life's been so crazy. This is, this is the, this is the best I can give you guys to end out the year. And uh, I think it's the best foot forward for Palm Reader. And i uh, happy to be back making rap music and hopefully blessing the stage in 2024, doing some performances, uh, getting out there and getting back to it. But um, yeah, Stranger Days, December 29th, available everywhere. I think that's it. This was a really wholesome and good episode. I had a really good time. I forgot how much after two yeah. weeks, you kind of forget how much we enjoy doing this. Um, mm-hmm. pour one out one more time for, for Otis's, uh, 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 buddy. May he, yeah. may he rest he, in peace, rest in power. Yeah. If you want to honor buddy, go on YouTube and just play the Metro Boomin live with the symphony from start to finish. That, that's what him. buddy would want. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you'd want. I forgot I, we dude, were going to talk about that, but we never, we never did. I forgot. Um, uh, any anyway, quick, just quick point on that. 
I fucking never realized how many hits Metro has. Like hits. Like not not just good, like not good songs, but absolute smash number one hits. Like shit, man. Dude's got bangers. Bangers, dude. And him with a synth, it just made so much sense. It's like, awesome. It's it's if yeah. you haven't watched it, you guys should all watch it. The Metro Boomin symphony performance for Red Bull. Crazy. Yeah, sick. Yeah, pour one out for Buddy and listen to that. He would, yeah. If you play Mask Off and think about Buddy, that's all I could ask for. Yeah, that's what a way to honor. Um, mm, did you know? Speaking of Mask Off, sorry, we're just gonna come back to one more thing that we talked about. <laughs> I heard on a podcast that there's a rumor that the flute in Mask Off is Andre Three Thousand. Is it? I th- I thought I thought it was a sample from a song because I. I watched the sample breakdown. Unless he, they sampled it and he like re-recorded it, like just that. Oh, maybe there is but a sample I, breakdown, uh, and that person who said that is a liar and misinformed maybe, me. Uh, I did say it was a rumor, though, so <laughs> you yeah, cannot yeah. hold me to my words. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think good. that's it for us. You can follow me yeah, on Instagram sure. at p a l m r e a d r. That's Palm Reader without the last e. Check out the cover art for uh, the the album, Stranger Days. It's on there. And there will be some other goodies leading up to the album coming out. I'm just literally, now that I'm over my cold, I'm going to add, I have to re-record one or two words here or there and uh, and then tighten the mixes and then it's it's going out. So we're we're right at the end now. Um, and, uh, and I'm very excited. Uh, it, it is... It is, uh, yeah, there will be some more updates on there. So follow me on there. Uh, and where can they follow you? Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Otis Moore's Dude. Uh, yeah, go there for any updates regarding the uh, dive bar shows. I'll let you know when we're coming back in January. Uh, we might even do something maybe for Christmas Eve or New Year's. I don't know yet, but like uh, that's it's all very much up in the air. So any updates, Otis Moore's dude, Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's it, I think. All right. Well, thank you for listening to us and hanging out with us for a bit. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed this uh, rambling rant conversation that we've had. Um, and, uh, you know, you can hit the subscribe, the like and subscribe button. If you want to get in touch with us, birdprotocol at gmail.com, or you can use the... Uh, uh, the interact thing on Spotify, or you can hit us up on DM and, and Instagram. Um, but we appreciate everybody for listening this year. We're going to go into the holiday season and uh, have some fun. And um, I think that's it. And yeah, everybody remember, initiate the protocol. Peace out. Bye-bye.